Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. I want to say to you, Happy Christmas. It is fantastic to see you all here. Who has already opened one or more of their Christmas presents today? Who's wearing their Christmas presents? Who's eaten their Christmas present? Today I want to speak about the perfect gift. Turn to somebody and say, the perfect gift. I wonder, what do you think makes the perfect gift, or at least the right gift? What requirements does it need to have? Does it need to be a certain make, or does it have to have a certain designer's name on it? Does it need to be personally crafted? Is it the thought that counts? Is it the time taken in choosing the gift? Does it need to be a certain color, a certain price? I see someone just nudge their spouse and says, no, it needs to be a certain kind of carrot. What makes something the perfect gift? Just think about that for a moment. You know, they say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so I guess that many of us will come at this question differently and have different ways of evaluating it. But one thing I do know is that today on Christmas Day, like every other Christmas, in fact, millions of people are going to be opening gifts. Now, some won't fit. Some will be the wrong color. Some won't be what was hoped for. Many will have to be returned or exchanged, and some will remain practically unused. But I want to tell you today that there is one gift that will never break and that will never wear out. One gift that will never need replacing. One gift that will always keep satisfying. In fact, whatever culture you're from, whatever gender you are, whatever age you are, this is the gift that meets each, that meets each of our deepest needs. And that gift is Jesus Christ himself. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, the angel said to the shepherds, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel here was referring to the best news ever. It's what we call the gospel. You see, the gospel is about the greatest gift ever, the greatest gift of all time when God the Father gave us Jesus Christ, his son. And he is the perfect Christmas gift because he quite literally is God with us. You see, when our sins and our brokenness made it impossible for us to come to God, when there was no chance of any one of us getting to God or getting to heaven, God took the amazing step of coming to us. And he is quite literally God with us, which means that we too can be with him. And that's the news that we are proclaiming today, that on the very first Christmas, God came for us. He is indeed the perfect gift. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list, but today I want to give you six reasons why Jesus Christ is, in fact, the perfect gift. Why God's gift that first Christmas 
is the gift that is perfect for each and every one of us. Now, each of my points today are wrapped up in one of these Christmas boxes. So I want to need a few children here to come and help me to do some unwrapping here. So who's going to be first? In fact, I'm going to choose my little kids, uh, Ariel and Afia. Come here and you can help me. Do you want to try and unwrap this? We're going to go to six points today as to why Jesus is the perfect gift. Come on. You weren't doing this at home today. This, this morning you were really going for it, weren't you? Okay, let's try and open it here. Okay, I think we're going to make a bit of a bit of a mess here. All right, let's see. Oh wow, they've taped it up, so I'm going to have to go in here. All right. Okay, can you get that out for me? Okay, now that's for you two. Why don't you give them a hand? You can take the chocolate. Okay. Can anyone see what that says? Precious. Yes, precious. Jesus Christ, he is the perfect gift because he is precious. Precious here meaning costly or pricely. Now, there are some people, you can take the chocolates with you, there you go. (laughs) There are some people who think that the more costly the gift is, the more pricey it is, the more perfect it is. Now, that's certainly debatable. But if you're one of those people whose measure of the perfect gift is based on how costly something is, then let me tell you this, that God's gift of Jesus Christ was the most costly of all. The Apostle Peter in the Bible in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 to 19 says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Christ. You see, when it came to giving us the gift of eternal life, God the Father paid the highest and most costly price imaginable. He had to sacrifice his only son. And the truth is that that babe that we're singing about today, that baby born in the major, the Christmas child, Jesus Christ, he was born ultimately to die, to die on a cross so that you and I could live. And this gift of Jesus is so precious, not Any of the riches in the world could compare. Knowing Christ is worth more than anything else in the world. And that's why he is the perfect gift, because he is precious. Let's unwrap my second point here. Who's going to come and help me? Who's going to come and help me? Come and run up. Someone here. Here we go. Okay. Oh, you're really up for it today. Goran, you can help me. Come on, let's open this together. All right. Let's rip it up. There we go. Right. Recycling. There we go. There's something in there for you and something in here for all of us. What does this next point say? Purpose. Purpose, yes. The second quality of the perfect gift is purpose or the motive of the giver. You see, for many people, it is about the the motive of the giver or the thought behind the gift. That's what makes it perfect. You know, as a parent, I'm sure many of you would testify to the same thing. It melts your heart when your kids have spent time making something for you. For sure, they can buy something for you, and that's great. But when they make something for you, that's special. In fact, we received many Christmas cards this year. But can I show you two of my favorite ones, which my daughters, Ariella and Afia, 
made for us. It's here. This is going to go in my treasure box. Why? Because there was purpose behind this. They spent lots of time doing this. And God's purpose in giving us Jesus is described in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 to 10 in the Bible, where it says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The purpose behind Christmas is love. God saw that our relationship with him was broken. And because he loved us, he wanted to see that relationship restored. Christmas is a love story. In fact, it's part of the greatest love story ever told. It's the story of God's love for you and how far that God has gone for you. You see, God's love wasn't just theoretical. He came because he loved us. Just think about it. The creator became part of his creation. The God of this universe came to a broken world to take upon himself the consequences of the sin of the world and ultimately to die for the people of the world. Well, it's time to unwrap our third sermon point today. Who's going to come? Okay, there you go. Quick, quick, quick. Come over here. I'm going to start you up here. Give her a hand as she comes. I'm going to come down here. Can come and help me? All right. Do you know what? I'm going to ask you to sit here, and you're going to do my fourth one, and you can do my fifth one, okay? Come, come, come in here and do my three. Give her a hand again. Okay, come on. Let's go. All right. Should we try and open it together? Right. Okay, this is number three. Whoa! This is a tough one to open, but I think it's a good one. There we go. That's for you in there. And this is for me and for us. What does it say? Practical. Practical. What does that mean? Well, another quality of the perfect gift is that it has to be practical. It has to be needed. Have you ever got a gift that you've had absolutely no need of? You know, one time in the Secret Santa, I got a cat flap. What was I meant to do with the cat flap? I mean, I had a rabbit, but uh, what was I going to do with the cat flap? Sometimes we get things and we have no need of them. But do you know what? Christmas reminds us that God saw just exactly what we needed. What we needed more than anything else in the world. And that's why he gave it to us. Oh, I think someone else wants something more than anything else in the world, doesn't he? <laughs> Okay, you can have a seat there as well because I think we've got one more for you. So I've got all my volunteers ready. You know, I once heard it said like this. If our greatest need had been information, then God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, then God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, then God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, then God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, and God sent us a savior. You see, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, that all, that includes us, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Elsewhere in Romans 6.23, it says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, friends, we have a problem. We have a sin nature, and we need that to be removed. But the problem is that we can't remove that in and of ourselves. But Jesus made a way. He came that first Christmas. He would go on to live the life that we should have lived. He suffered the death that we should have died. 
And then what did he do? He exchanged our condemnation for God's mercy. His gift brings the solution that we needed, the solution to the problem of sin. His gift means that now we can enjoy untold blessings that we don't deserve and that we don't receive the punishment that we do indeed deserve. Jesus was born that first Christmas so that one day he would pay the price for the things that we have done wrong. And Jesus came ultimately that he would die on the cross for all of our sins. Now, the gift of Jesus may not be the gift that everyone seeks, but can I suggest to you, he is the gift that everyone needs. And that's why he is, and this gift is entirely practical and perfect. Why? Because we needed salvation from sin. And this is what we were in desperate need of, in fact. And this is precisely what it brings. Okay, here, you're keen now. Let's go to my fourth point here. Do you want to help me open this? All right, come on. Let's go for it. You want to help me? That's it. Lots of muscle. There we go. We're going for it. You're going for it. Okay. Oh, it's a big box. Should we try and open it together? Come on. And pull. There we go. One, two. Come on, let's give him a cheer. Hey! Wow, that's very strong. You're going for the chocolate and I'll go for the paper. Well done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. He knows what he's interested in. But I'm interested in this. Personal, that's right, personal. Another thing about the perfect gift is that it needs to be a personal gift. Now imagine if I said to Pastor David, David, here's some cash, go and get Catherine's Christmas present for me. Now I don't think Catherine would be too impressed when she finds out about that. You see, God not only gave us what we needed, he came to us personally and he paid the price personally. The Christmas story is one of wonder and one of mystery, the infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing creator God, the one who resided in heaven, co-equal and co-eternal with the uh, Father and with the Spirit, came personally for us. He willingly descended into our world. He breathed out air. He felt our pain. He shared our trials and our sufferings, and he died for our sins so that anyone who would put their trust in him could find salvation. You see, the angel said to the shepherds in Luke 2.11, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Turn to somebody and say, to you. See, it's intensely personal. And this is the beauty of the message we celebrate at Christmas time, that the God of the universe, that awesome, transcendent God, the Lord of glory himself, he came down into the world. He drew close to us personally, that the God of heaven has extended his hand and invitation to each and every one of us. Now let's unwrap our fifth point here. Now you've been waiting really patiently here, so you're going to help me, okay? All right, here we go. Let's open this here. This is our fifth point today. The fifth thing, the fifth quality of the perfect gift. And let's see. Oh, this is a tough one. There we go. There's something in there for you. Question. Oh, you wanted that. Give him a hand. He's interested in the sermon point. There you go. Enjoy the chocolate. What does that say? Pleasure. Pleasure. Something that is pleasing, that brings satisfaction to the recipient. And that is another characteristic I would put to you of the perfect gift. Not like the man I heard who gave his wife a road safety kit and warning triangle for Christmas. She wasn't too impressed. Now, not everyone recognizes it, but there is a longing in each and every human heart 
for every person. And that is a longing ultimately for God, for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Some have called it a God-shaped gap. People try to satisfy and fill that longing, that void with all kinds of things, but nothing can give lasting satisfaction. Why? Because it's God-shaped. Not wealth, not power, not a man, not a woman, not a dream house, not a dream car. Now, those things may have their place somewhere, but they were never designed to fulfill or to fill that void. Nothing can truly fill that hole except God, because it's God-shaped. And so God sent just the right gift, his only begotten son, to fill that hole and to satisfy our deepest longings. He's the key that fits the door. He is that missing piece in the puzzle of life. Jesus said in John 4.14 that whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is the true source of satisfaction. When we discover Jesus, we discover life. He allows us to live the life we were made for and to become the person that we were always meant to be. The angels called it news of great joy. That's because the greatest joy that we can experience in life is peace with God, knowing the burden of sin lifted and entering into the amazing, life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is what brings true pleasure, true satisfaction, true fulfillment in life, now and forevermore. And the final sermon point of today, and you have waited so patiently. Here we go. All right. The final point. Oh, you are just getting to it. Brilliant. You don't even need my help. That's it. (laughs) There you go. Fantastic. Thank you. There we go. Give her a hand. Permanence. Our sixth quality of the perfect gift is permanence or longevity. You know, some gifts... Don't even make it through Christmas Day. I remember in a previous church, a child who'd had a remote control car, it broke after the Christmas Day service. It was a sad moment. Some gifts may, of course, last longer, but eventually break or wear out. And if you think about it, ultimately, every gift that human beings give one another, even those that seemingly have longevity, such as jewelry or furniture or paintings, It's temporary. You see, every possession that we have ultimately will be taken from us, either by death or some kind of other disaster. But here's the thing. Imagine a gift that would never break or that would never wear out, that would never be replacing, that would always be needed. In fact, one that the longer you have it, the more satisfying it becomes. One that brings us benefits even beyond death. Well, when God sent his perfect gift in Jesus It wasn't temporary. It was permanent. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus, he saves us in this life, and he takes us to heaven beyond this life, and he promises to never leave us or forsake us. So we've unwrapped six points this morning, and now it's time to do some wrapping up of this sermon, because I know the ovens are on and the turkeys are crisping, I'm sure. You know, you may get gifts this Christmas that make you feel happy and valued, and I hope you do. But whatever you get or don't get, know that the gift of Jesus is more perfect than anything that could be brought or anything that you could receive. Indeed, the gift of salvation in Jesus is the best gift that anyone could unwrap. Why? Because he is the perfect gift. He's the gift that is precious. 
He's the gift that is given purposefully with love. He's the gift that is practical. He's the gift that is intensely personal. He's the gift that is pleasing. And he is the gift that is permanent. You see, the gift that God gave us was ultimately himself. In fact, it's the perfect present. Why? Because when you unwrap this perfect presence, he gives us his perfect presence. His presence. God's presence. And this gift brings us into fellowship with God. And it means we can experience the relief of sins forgiven. And because it brings us into peace with God, it also means that we can know the peace of God through all the storms of life. It's a gift, in fact, that takes us all the way to heaven. Now, some people imagine that God's love has to be earned. That there's something that we have to do to deserve his forgiveness or a certain kind of good behavior level that we have to reach in order to merit his acceptance. But you know, a gift that you have to pay for is no gift at all. The perfect gift is not something that you can buy or earn, but it is available to any one of us here who truly desire to know God. That gift is available to everyone, to those of us watching at home, to those of us in the building, young and old, kid and adult and everything in between. But God doesn't force it on anyone. We have to receive it. You see, gifts are only of benefit when accepted by the intended recipients. If we never accept Jesus Christ as Savior, if we don't enter into personal relationship with him, then we won't possess the gift of eternal life now and also in heaven. We won't know the true joy of Christmas. So here's the question today as we've been speaking about the perfect gift. Will you receive the gift of salvation that Christ offers you today. This Christmas day, I want to tell you, there is a gift from God with a tag on it. And that tag has your name on it. It is the most important, the most beautiful, the most life-changing gift that you could ever receive, that you could ever open. It is the perfect gift. But you have to open it. You, in other words, have to make a decision to receive Jesus Christ into your lives. The Bible says in the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 12, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Friends, the events in that manger in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago proclaimed God's desire to be with you, to be with each and every one of you, and for you to be part of his family, to rescue you, to save you, to give you a future and a hope. My appeal to you this morning is don't leave the gift of Christ, the perfect gift of God under the tree. Take him into your heart and take him into your life. And if you'd like to do that, what better day to do it than Christmas Day? There's a prayer that's on the screen right now. And in a moment, I'm going to invite all of us to say this. But it's especially intended to those who want to unwrap the perfect gift of Jesus. Perhaps for the first time today, I would hazard a guess that the vast majority of us in this room, me included, at one point or, or, or another in our lives, we've said a prayer like this. It's the way we've unwrapped the gift of Christmas, the gift of Jesus. We've entered into life eternal and found that satisfaction in God uh, that only he can give in this life. Now, for support, I'm going to ask us all to say this from our hearts, but also out loud, but especially those of you today who are unwrapping that Christmas gift. Let's say it together. Jesus, I acknowledge that I have done wrong things and that my sin has separated me from you. But I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I ask for your forgiveness 
and thank you for your gift of new life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I choose relationship with you, and I choose to live for you. Please come into my heart and change my life now and forevermore. Amen. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.